What's going on, guys? Chris Schubert, Luke Wright, Alex Molokoff. Did you miss me, guys? We did. We yeah. did. I was excited for the what's going on, guys. One word. I did miss you. How was your cruise? It was very good. I was I was on a boat for the last seven days. Was it I, a banana boat? It was not a banana boat. Oh. I come back, and Kawhi Leonard is potentially going to all of these different places. Oh, or maybe only or, half of these different places. Right. That was this morning. Uh, a Chris Sheridan story in which he was handicapping all of the places that... Uh, Kawhi could end up and giving you know kind of odds as to where they would go and one of the things he mentioned was that the Spurs are probably not interested in trading him to a Western Conference team basically gave it a 0% chance now he said 0 he said sources 0% chance and then emphasized 0 let's put a caveat on this if this is true is it smart for the San Antonio Spurs to look at it this way, to say we're not trading Kawhi to a team that we're going to play so many times that we would probably play in the postseason because I think we all anticipate any Greg Popovich coach team is probably going to find their way into the postseason. See, here's where I disagree with you on that. You're trading Kawhi Leonard. You're rebuilding. You've given up. It's over. Timmy's gone. Parker is probably gone. Ginobili has maybe a year left, and now you're trying to get rid of your best player. You don't need to concern yourself with what the rest of the Western Conference is doing. You're not a playoff team anymore. You're not, I mean, to quote uh, Matt Hasselbeck, you're just not good anymore. If you trade Kawhi Leonard, get the best you can get. I don't care if that comes from the Lakers or the Celtics or the Sixers or any other team or the Suns. It's not. But, I mean, it, it, they, they could get the best package. The best thing it would be from the Suns. A bad decision by the Suns. But I think to come right off the bat and say we're going to eliminate half of our potential suitors just because we they're in the same conference as us when you're really not even going to be competing in that conference for the next couple of years is a very bad decision. I, I think any Greg Popovich team can make it to the playoffs. Now, should a Greg Popovich coach team like this first team that doesn't, that will be not having a Kawhi, that doesn't have Tim, that even if Parker's there... It, he's not going to be anything worth mentioning. He doesn't even have the starting job anymore. Ginobili's one Washed. of the oldest players in the history of the NBA. Uh, he's like 73, I think. Maybe <laughs> turning 74 this summer. Um, I just, to he's me... eligible for uh, Social Security soon. Yeah. yeah, and so like for me personally, you, you can't expect them to make the playoffs but even if you do even if you are that much of a believer in Popovich like you are like I kind of am I think you could take that team to the playoffs the the best case scenario is you make it in as an eighth seed and then lose in the first round and that's it exactly and what happened this year and you make it to the playoffs you sneak in and you lose in five to the Warriors and that's not what Spurs fans are used to and I don't think that's necessarily what Spurs fans would be happy about because it's not like this last season where you could have always had that hope of, well, maybe he'll return, maybe he'll return. No, no, no. He's not returning. He's not even an option to return. Alright, throw me out a team in the Western Conference that they could trade him to. The Lakers is the, the big one. Okay, right? So, my, my issue with this, and, and I kind of stand on the side of don't trade him to the Western Conference, don't trade him to a team that you may see in the postseason, because I look at this from the standpoint of what are they going to realistically ask for back in any one of these trades? It's multiple draft picks, right? Sure. It is an infusion of young talent into this team that still has LaMarcus Aldridge on it, and that's what you're building around. But I look, I'm look, i looking at a 2018 mock draft from NBADraft.net, and I'm just looking, and none of the teams that the, that the Spurs would be dealing with in the Western Conference, besides, let's say, the Phoenix Suns, perhaps, have a pick 
that would be anything for the Spurs. But I look at Grizzlies. Plus, I think we're we're conflating things here. Just if if the best trade offer or the best trade package is not coming from a Western Conference team, then obviously don't right. do that. But I don't think you should eliminate Western Conference teams from consideration right off the bat just because of what conference they play in. Yeah, the Lakers don't have as good a draft pick to offer as as some Eastern Conference teams might, but they do have plenty of young talent that they Julius can trade Randall. back. Julius Randle, uh, Kyle Kuzma. Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. I mean, not do that. But the point is that they they're take the best take the best package you get. Ask every team what is your offer for Kawhi, and make the trade that is best for your team, regardless of where that sends Kawhi Leonard. Is the point I'm making. If that happens to be an Eastern Conference team, great. But if the Lakers have the best package or the Suns have the best package, that's the trade you should make. Yeah, and this is a Spurs team that's going to be picking 18th in this year's draft. They're a team that's probably going to look... I mean, here, I'm going to throw a team out there. This is just me speculating here. What's, let's say Philly throws their name in the hat, and they try to trade the number 10 pick to get Kawhi Leonard. All of a sudden, you're looking at now having the 10th pick and the 18th pick. That's two young players that you're directly putting into this team. And you look at some of the players that could be available for them at around 10. You know, Colin Sexton, Michael Porter, Wendell Carter. you got a lot of options. So they could very easily, if they, to your point, if they quote-unquote rebuild, it could be a very quick rebuild because you're going to sure. have two top 20 picks that you'll be able to put in right away. Let's not forget, this is a San Antonio team that landed Kawhi Leonard with the 15th overall pick. So they know what they're doing in that range of the draft. I look at this, and I wonder how much Kawhi is driving this narrative of, I only want to go here, I only want to go there. Because if I'm the Spurs, right, I don't have to do Kawhi Leonard any favors. Nor would I. I wouldn't either. So he wants to go to L.A.? Same. I'm not going to try to make that happen unless it is a deal that works for me. Yeah, I'm not sending him where he wants to go unless where he wants to go is who's offering me the best thing. Now... Obviously, Kawhi's got a little bit of leverage here because he can basically tell any team, I'm not going to re-sign with you, and so you have to make the decision, do you want to give up everything it's going to take just for one year of me? But that's all the leverage that he has, and it doesn't mean that the Spurs have to do him any favors. If if he tells the, the Phoenix Suns, I am not going to resign with you after the season. But the Suns say, but the Suns say we don't care. We're going to offer the first overall pick in the draft anyway. Then the Spurs do it. it, It's not up to the Spurs to send him somewhere he wants to go. That's what being a free agent after the year does for him. He can then choose where he wants to go after that. I'll spin it this way, and this is an interesting way that I've kind of looked at this. There is also leverage for the Spurs. They don't have to trade him. Right? No, they do not. No. They can let the season play out. If he chooses, because here's the, the game of chicken, and the two cars are going towards the cliff, and they're, the, it's, the, Kawhi's driving one car, and the Spurs are driving another car. And it's a it's a game of who's going to hit the brakes first. Because if the season starts and Kawhi Leonard is still a Spur, the Spurs are going to look at Kawhi and say, you have every right to come in here and play for this basketball team if you want to. If you don't, and you're Kawhi, you're hurting your trade value. Sure. You're limiting the places you can go, because a team like, let's say, I'm going to use Boston and Philly as examples in the Eastern Conference. Come trade deadline, because we saw Boston do this last year, call up the Spurs and say, what would it take to get Kawhi? A team may want to add a piece like that to go up against the Warriors, right? If he hasn't played all year, you don't know what you're getting. The last time you've seen Kawhi play was then two years ago at that point. 
So Kawhi has to be very careful with how how many buttons he wants to press of the Spurs because they could get to a point where if they don't get an offer they like. And looking at the draft board here, they might not get a great offer. Well, don't I don't know if the, the Celtics the, are going to offer you know, far a young player. Trade value goes. Kawhi, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to Kawhi Leonard what he gets traded for. His trade value is none of his concern. But it is his, in a sense. Uh, his, his re-signing as a free agent, his his free agent value means a lot to him. But his trade value means doesn't mean a lot to him, but it means it a means lot to the process. To, it means a lot to the Spurs. And it means a lot to the process of trading him. Sure. So he may not care what his trade value is, but his value matters in the context of the trade. So he needs to recognize that if he wants out, he has to have value. You know what else lowers someone's trade value? telling half the league we're not going to trade him to you. So don't do that. If you're the Spurs, you're only you know you're going to eventually trade Kawhi Leonard. And if you're going to eventually trade Kawhi Leonard, your only goal should be to make his trade value as high as possible. And telling half the league don't even bother calling does not make his trade value go up. It makes his trade value go down. Because if now if I'm the Celtics, I'm offering X, Y, and Z, and if they say no, I'm saying well, who else are you going to trade him to? Also, though, let's Point. Let's look at this from if you're a Phoenix Suns perspective, if you're a Western Conference perspective, and you hear this report. The Lakers. Yeah, the Lakers. Anybody who, who would start trading for him in, and is in the Western Conference, if I hear this report, I just kind of ignore it. Like, oh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna call them if, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna make my best offer. And if they say no, they say no. But I feel like most teams. Are not going to be. I, there's only 30 GMs. They all talk to each other. They all have, I'm sure, some sort of yearly meeting where they all sit down and be like, "Hey, what's up, man? How's Barbara doing? And how are the kids and it, whatnot?" If this report is true, in the sense that a source really did tell Chris Sheridan that the Spurs are not trading him to the Western, that Canada. could. I'm not discounting the possibility that that's the Spurs trying to up the ante a little bit. And say, now maybe if you're the Lakers, you're saying, oh, we gotta give well, exactly. We gotta give well, if they're not going to trade them in the, into the Western Conference, well, now maybe we have to sweeten the pot a little bit to, to get them over that hump. I get the... This the, could be a mind. Yeah, it's, it's, a, a, it's a chess game. But if you're the Spurs, I hope that this is not accurate, that they actually will not trade him in the West, because that does them no favors, because they are not a team that has to concern themselves with how difficult the Western Conference is for the next... Two, three years. I mean, yes. at, at minimal. I get Greg Popovich is a great coach, and the Spurs are a great team. But eventually, great teams fade, and this team is fading. So they should not be concerned with, well, we may have to play Kawhi Leonard in the playoffs now. Well, no, you won't. I, I, I assure you, you will not. And if you do, it's not going to make any difference. Yeah, if you're the eight seed and you're playing the LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George led Lakers in the first round as the top overall seed. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. So who cares? Here's the one point, because I'm making my return. I'm going to end the anchor by making this point. Sure. With each passing day that goes on, that this Kawhi Leonard saga continues to evolve and continues to add more layers to it, it is going to drag out the LeBron James free agency process. Whether that means Kawhi and LeBron end up on the same team or not, whether that's in L.A., whether that's someplace else, the longer that Kawhi lingers in San Antonio the more likely it is that LeBron is going to wait to make his decision. And that is going to create this dynamic of you have two of the best players in the NBA. Yeah, two, two of the, the biggest top five players probably. Yes, top five. If you don't like top five, top ten, easy. Absolutely. Two of the top ten best players in the NBA sitting out there 
more likely than not going to play on different teams next season, and there is an outside chance that I think grows by the day that they could be playing on the same team next season. And that, to me, is going to drive the entire free agency. I, you may, The whole free agency may stop. It may cease to exist until those two things are freed up because every team, if I'm a team that has a draft pick, that has young capital, if I'm Boston, if I'm L.A., if I'm Phoenix, if I'm Memphis, if I'm Dallas with the number five pick, I am trying to get my hands into the Kawhi Leonard negotiation. Whether that means I land him or not, I am trying to get him because if I get him, there is an outside chance I can get LeBron James too. It'll be interesting to see what happens between now and Thursday night. Because, I mean, obviously you can draft a player and then trade that player that you draft. And it's the same as trading draft. As, but as it'll be remember, interesting to see if before or during the draft this all finally happens. Because once the draft happens, it happens. And now it's much more difficult, I think, to trade for a player than a pick. Because now you're stuck with, this is the one guy I can get here. I will leave you with this. Do we remember? I can't remember how many years ago it was. So no. When Andrew Wiggins was drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes. Number one overall pick. And they traded him for Kevin Love. And they, they had did. to wait until the 30 days after the draft because that's when you're eligible to trade a player after you pick them. And remember we, remember everybody thought, oh, they're not going to get Kevin Love now because they made the pick. They got Andrew Wiggins. They're going to roll with Wiggins and LeBron. Roll with Wiggins and LeBron. They thought the Warriors were going to get Kevin Love. Remember all this? Oh, this I was remember, all the drama after the draft. I remember thinking the Celtics were going to get Kevin Love. Right. This was all of the drama after the draft. We may have that same situation with a player taken in the top five on Thursday and Kawhi Leonard. It'll be interesting to see if any players get picked in the top five to ten that don't make sense to us. Like, whether it's scheme-wise, fit-wise, because that, I think, would be a red flag. If, if a team that doesn't need a big man drafts a big man, or a team that doesn't need a guard drafts a guard, maybe we start to go, ah. They Maybe might be there's something, something in the works here. All right, I will, I'm going to ask you guys this here today. It is June 18th. We are sitting here. You know this report, 0% chance that Kawhi goes to the Western Conference. Where does he end up, Alex? I still think he ends up on the Lakers, and my second choice would be the Celtics, but I, I still think he ends up on the Lakers. I'm a flop, those two. Celtics first, and then Lakers. Second. I'm there as well. The Celtics is my favorite, and then the Lakers being the backup, because I still think the Lakers can offer the most. That's where he wants to be. It may be easy to work out a deal there. That does make a lot of sense. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us here today. We'll be back. Kawhi can get traded any second now. Uh, Under. Yeah, we'll see. Over. <laughs> Oh, oh, I think it'd be over. Over. We got what three days until the NBA draft. A lot is going to happen here. Uh, you know, I'm seeing reports today about you know uh, Trey Young's name going up to number three in the draft. The craziness has already been going. It is a Monday, and we're already starting the, the draft hysteria. That's going to do it for us. We'll be back later with any updates.